Sullying the Lad with Chris O'Sullivan from Grizzlies in Horsham and Dom from Dom Lad Personal Training. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing business startups, exercise, mindset, and many other topics. Hope you enjoy it and thanks for listening. Well, hello, Mr. Chris. Welcome to Sullying the Lad. Sullying the Lad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite understand it, but it's got both our names in there. Oh, you know what sullying means, don't you? No. Sullying means to, like, tarnish somebody's reputation. Does it? Yeah. So basically, you are obviously sully, so you could just berate me for half an hour and just make me look like an absolute belly. I think it'll be quite funny. Yeah, it's got legs. I could come out with all my ideas to do with, you know fitness mindset business and you could just absolutely shoot them all down and then that's and just rip his pieces that's just the general theme of it yeah yeah sounds good so uh, how's your day been my missus put my laptop on the stairs and i stood on it you stood on your own laptop yeah um so now i now i am laptopless <laughs> Got to be sent Such a dick. do you want to do a little who you are and what you're yeah. about, and I'll do the same, and then we'll, I assume you want to talk about business startup as the theme. Well, yeah. Okay. Bit of you, bit of me. Um, who are you, Dom Lad? Who are you? Well, I am Dom Lad. Um, I was created um, in June 1977, and I've got to the point now where I'm a qualified level three personal trainer, and I've just started as a full time personal trainer, uh, starting my own business. I decided against working for a gym well, I was advised to by lots of people but I've actually been training for a long time and I've got quite a lot of experience of gyms already so I've decided in the middle of COVID to quit my job and go it alone and try and do my business so I'm very new so I'm interested about you Mr Sullivan and uh, Mr O'Sullivan and what you do and what you're about. So I am 36 and similar, well, it didn't happen in the middle of a pandemic, but uh, similar to you, I just didn't really want to work for anyone else anymore. Um, And I had my first little kid and thought, right, I better put an effort in really to uh, try and bet myself and reach my potential a bit more. Um, So yeah, I set set up my business, uh, Grizzlies Male Hair Salon. It's just me and Georgie Moore on day one. And um, yeah, we're three years into it now. We're still going. We've survived the pandemic so far. That's good. And um, yeah, a couple of other hills to overcome along the way. But um, yeah, we're doing all right. That's really good, mate. So how do, you, how do you feel like your business has grown? Like, Take us back from day one to where we are now, just a rough overview. So day one, yeah, there was just the two of us. So we didn't really, we had a small amount of clientele from our previous place of work, but we used to do men and women's hair. So we had to build build the business from nothing, really. 
So we had we had good customer service kind of um, skills, um, and we wanted to create a brand really, and we wanted to fill the gap between a, a barber's and a salon, um, a comfortable place for guys to come along and um, yeah, feel feel comfortable but feel a bit more pampered. Um, so that was the the premise. That was the idea. I wanted to ask you that. How did you decide? that you wanted to just serve males. Is that something you did as you have a passion for it? Or is that what you excel in as a hairdresser? Well, I did. I did both where we, we used to work. Um, and I could have, I could have opened a unisex salon, you know, and it would have been successful and we could have bring a lot more clients with us as well. If we did that, um, it wasn't a case of, I just want to serve men, but it was, me thinking that there was a gap, there was a a place that we could sit that not many other businesses were paying attention to. Um, so rather than, you know, follow what everyone else was doing, wanting to go against the grain a little bit, and if we could create something good enough, we could absorb that that market. It would be something new for people. It would be like a, a new experience. Oh, that's different rather than, oh, there's another one. So that was the idea and it probably took longer to it was harder to do and it took longer for it to kind of take off by by doing that because you get people that are a bit cautious of it get people that think oh no i, I don't want that I just want to be in and out but yeah over time and you know hard work it's uh yeah it's definitely taken off do you often like being in and out <laughs> it's usually my forte it's usually my forte mate i would heard that <laughs> Do you not say though that's actually what you've just said to me in in a capsule form that sounds really cool because surely that's what any successful business does it serves a niche within a market that's already there or it has yeah. a unique approach and a unique way of providing something or a service or a product yeah you're probably right there mate because every time something comes along you know it takes a while for that said thing to become noticed mm-hmm. and then when it does it's probably you know, got there because, yeah, it, it, it does something different. It goes against the grain or the normal or, um, yeah, it's, feel, it's filled a space where there wasn't something. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And as we, you know, there's lots of, lots of changes that need to happen in our industry and I feel that we can, we can help push those a little bit because, um, yeah, over the next, like, few years we're going to, the sector as a whole is going to going to struggle a little bit with um, quite a few things that are, the government are putting in place, higher you know minimum wages and um, tougher restrictions on self employed and stuff like that. Because the way we're set up by employing our staff, I think needs to become the norm really. You know, and I think that there's such a gap between pricing from women's hair and men's hair, and there's no need for it. I don't know why that that that's always been. Um, and for us to still thrive and be successful as an industry, that gap needs to become smaller and smaller. And in order to do that, the way businesses are set up needs to change. So we are, we're against the grain a little bit. We, we've got big challenges in front of us, but, um, yeah, like people ask you, what's the why? Cause it's, I think it's important to try and find me wise for the business yeah. as well as for you personally, but for our businesses, um, we've got to make changes so the industry can thrive and be taken seriously. Um, 
and that's all I know. You're doing more than just the business then. If you're trying to provide a service, I mean, obviously going back to what you are saying, guys guys like being pampered too. There's obviously a niche in the market for somebody that doesn't want to just come in for a £5 buzz cut and grade two, yeah. mate. Yeah, all right, we'll just do a grade one actually and then yeah. bugger off after 10 minutes, which is yeah, good. Yeah, for but sure. Also, it's good if you're trying to challenge and change the industry. Yeah, it's a big task, and I, it's yeah. not going to happen overnight. But yeah, I, I kind of it, it's taken me a while to to be in the you know the business, to be running a business within the industry, to think right, these are the problems, and they stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But the, the problem, the main problem, is people not realizing they're there because in this moment that we're in at the moment, people are just happy taking their wage. But like I say, like inflation in like the minimum wage, the living wage is going to get to the point where the self-employed that are trying to do loads of haircuts per day, they're going to be competing with that. Mm. And unless the prices go up and the, and, and in order for your prices to go up, everything needs to go up. Your service quality needs to go up, you know? Um, I think that's in, really, in, you know, really crucial as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all been places and you get a haircut and you chuck your money across and you walk out and go, yeah, well, that was shit. I'm not going in there again. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also, like cash, like we're not going to be using cash. So there'll be, there won't be many ways that people will be able to avoid, you, you know. That's, uh, part of the government trying to phase that out. I think, yeah, we won't get sure. too deep on that today. But <laughs> no, but yeah, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely some things going on that. You know the pandemic's um, making it happen quicker. I would say, yeah, and that's one of them. So yeah, you know, there's there's quite a lot of things that I feel need to change. It's no one's fault. It's just always been the same, and and no one's no one's changed it. But I feel barbering needs to push on. Needs to push on. It needs to change its its business setup because we might see businesses go under soon because there's not much cash cash flow in these these small businesses that do a rent a chair and um you know everyone takes their cut and then the rest isn't really absorbed into promoting the business or the marketing or the growth or anything like that yeah um so yeah all that's really in, important and uh yeah so that's our that's our why we want to we want to make some changes for for everyone to help the whole industry push on a little bit yeah, so, but you're you're also focusing. Obviously, you mentioned earlier, it's not just focusing on the business side. You're there to deliver a, a quality service as well, which has got to be paramount to get repeat repeat business. Sure, and that's that's the other thing. The the training and like getting a team together that are capable of representing your brand and um, you know keeping the level of service and and quality of haircuts is also really really important mm. and if you're if you're not if you're not employing your staff it's actually um you can't have any control over that um you know legally uh there are some lots of gray area where those kind of rules are crossed over but um yeah i think in order to have a really successful business and to be able to grow and keep growing and get noticed and you know be successful financially and as a brand you do need to have the right team, offer the right service. Your product needs to be good. It needs to be different. It needs to be polished. We're getting there. I'm not saying we're the finished article. We're far from it, but we're we're a work in progress. And it, you know, it goes forward every year, and I feel that we're progressing every year, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. So you, you kind of have your 
your why almost your, like your mission statement in a in a way yeah and you've set out how how did you have a, like a, a critical timeline the right i want to open the salon by this day and say this many months in i'd like to have a team of four you know did you have did you did you have a growth plan for your business or has it just been organic and as and when it's required um so i did did it go to plan no um when a curve was chucked in yes like i i spent a long time putting a business plan together yeah um and i needed to raise some funds it was important that i i put something together that the bank would take seriously so i'm really proud of our business plan but did we follow it to a t definitely not did we grow too quickly sometimes yes have we made lots of mistakes 100 percent but the best, the best thing I actually have learned, like when you're when you're making those mistakes, especially for the first time, and business is new to you, you're like, you're a little bit lost, and you know, you feel a little bit lonely and stuff. Um, but the reality is, the mistakes are what's definitely what's made us. Like it's the only way that you learn, isn't it? Like to, to keep tripping up. I think we need to highlight and underline that, that that you learn probably more from making mistakes than you do from getting it right. Yeah, if you're doing it right all the time, you're not learning. I think people are scared to make mistakes for some reason. They think they've, they've fucked up. And they're like, oh, no, I've, made, oh, I've cocked this all up. I'll just give up now. It's like, no. 100%. And I think a lot of people don't start businesses because they have that mindset, mate. They're literally like, I'm gonna, no, it's not going to work. Well, of course it's not going to work if you say it's not going to work. <laughs> but you can't, you can't be afraid of, oh, this might happen and that might happen. Yeah, it, it might do. But, um, it's, yeah, coming out the other side and, you know, pushing on. Um, so I think, I think, like, some of the decisions we made, I wouldn't, make, I wouldn't say they're mistakes because, actually, some of them I'd probably do again. But expanding too quickly, getting another another site, although it was with um, you know it was in partnership and it wasn't their fault, it wasn't our fault, but it didn't work out, and yeah, it could have crippled us. Took us very close to the edge with our uh, cash flow on year two, um, and that was that was us probably. Oh no, not us. That was me <laughs> probably trying to run before we were walking. We didn't even have a full team. Um, it was a name in lights moment and. Yeah, the biggest learning opportunity for sure. Well, that's a good thing. You've taken all the positives out of that. So but going back, also, I wanted to ask you something else, which is sticking right out to me already, is the fluidity in your attitude and your approach. A lot of people that I talk to and a lot of businesses, I've, I've kind of tried to chat to some other business owners to learn some things because I'm completely new to all this, is being adaptable and being able to move Roll with the punches. Yeah. You didn't just go, no, that's what we're doing. And if it doesn't work, you just go, right, that's it. Then you've gone, right, that doesn't work. Let's try this or let's move in this direction or. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like a lot of the, yeah, decisions early on were off of the cuff a little bit. You know, you were just like you were saying, you're you're rolling with them. But the more kind of decisions you make and then that worked, that didn't work. You start to make more of the right ones. Um, but again, like I say, every time you trip up, it's, it's absolutely fine. Like there's no panic. And I think with this pandemic, like we've really had to think on our toes and probably like those first, um, two years of business taught me to, to be versatile and to, you know, adapt and, and pivot if you like. And 
I've, I've read a lot of books like more recently than I ever did before I started a business. Should have done it the other way around. It's a great way to learn, though. It's good you're doing it. Oh, 100%. But you can't, I think you relate more and you learn more once you've, you've lived a little bit of it. And yeah, it pops up in lots of people's uh, books, you know, mindset books or uh, business books and stuff like that um, about pivoting. Do you think that's a lost art? What, reading? Yeah. I love reading. I know so many people that are like, oh, I can't be bothered. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, because they put, put on Netflix instead. I think the most, the most successful people read a lot. Yeah, 100%. Every, every, every sort of, you look at these business entrepreneurs online and yeah. they all say that all the time. But it's just, it's mm-hmm. brain, it, at the end of the day, it's brain food. I think Netflix yeah. is great for switching off, but ultimately, if you're not using your grey matter, it's going to go. But I just, quite shocked and surprised about the amount of people that can't be bothered to sit down and, or find it, haven't got the attention because they literally try. And then after a few minutes, they're like, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm, I'm going to go and watch telly. Yeah, that's yeah, that's most people, and it it you know this is probably something we, like you're very um clued up on, but it it comes down to like people's mindset, like and it's it's habit, isn't it? We've got to make these like habits and um and stick to them until they're part of our lifestyle. Um, like so, watching Netflix is people's lifestyle, you know, and so if they're not willing to change that, then it's not going to change. Um, but picking up a book and then putting it back down. You know, isn't really isn't really going to change their life either. Um, I think, like, be clear to yourself. Like, I always say to myself, right, read two chapters today. Yeah, just at least two chapters. You can read more, but it's those small little steps that, if you make that a habit, then um, yeah, definitely going to learn more. It's definitely food for your brain. We're at school, aren't we? Like, and learning all the time. Then we come out of school, and you might go to university or whatever, and then you live in life, and it's like you'll still learn. There's a lot, lot of people out there that can help teach you stuff 100 percent. i mean i think that's the thing as well i mean i know there's a lot of people out there that are visual learners and and learn more by video instruction but i, I still yeah sure passionately think unless you i think you need to read it to really get it to go in your brain mm. personally yeah you've got to read yeah it. me too i listen to a lot of podcasts and i can drift in and out of them a little bit um, so anyone listening to this, you probably turn off them now. <laughs> Pretty long gone. We could actually just probably be really rude about them now. Like that Jeff bloke that was listening from Lincolnshire. Fucking what a dick he is. Have you met him? What? Yeah. He's not even listening now, so it doesn't matter. Turned on his Netflix already, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and watch telly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we've gone. Anyway, mate, let's, yeah. let's switch it up to you a little bit. Um, so obviously our connection is uh, Dom came in for a haircut and um, he's got a good sense of humour as Dom and uh, yeah, we, we hit it off and um, I remember you for a while saying you were going to do this PT thing yep. you wanted to do this PT thing and I was like, just do it, just do it, just do it. I, um, I can't tell you, you've been, I mean, there's been a few really key people that have helped me and really supported me but you were one of the people that just kept going, just get on with it, just get on with it, you won't regret it, just go for it and I think... This, for me, I, you could call me Mr. Krabs because I procrastinate for so long. I've gone actually like a crustacean and gone crusty. And then I just thought, <laughs> it's time to just get on with it. So, yeah, I quit my job in the middle of the pandemic and just thought, it's never going to be an easy time. Um, no. And you have just got to go for it. Plus, you know, I'm getting on. I'm not, a, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And I think the fact you just kept going, just go for it. You'll be fine. Just go for it. Just go for it. 
And I just thought, yeah, it's got to be done. So I think there was a time I came in for, for a haircut and went, next time I come in, I'm going to be a PT. And you were a yeah. bit like, uh, yep, heard that one before. But I think I did actually come in the next time and go, done it. And you were like, oh, well done, mate. What was it? What was it in a like? What was it that finally finally pushed you over? Was it because you were really unhappy with what you were doing? A, a lot of things. Just spending the time and doing that course, the PT course, to all PTs out there. If there's any listening, it's actually really hard. People think it's oh well, you're just throwing some weights around. It's not. It's actually really difficult. I've spoken to a lot of other people that have done it, and. I think it's it's the amount of information you have to learn in such a short space of time. It's really intense and quite full on. Yeah. So I've got respect for anyone that's actually actually done it. It's not easy. And to get that, to actually have it in my back pocket, it was my backup plan if anything went wrong with my job. But then I was thinking, well, yeah. if I've got a backup plan, I need to make this my plan. So I just thought, sod it, let's just go for it. I've just jumped in both feet and hopefully it'll work. I'm in, I'm in the middle of it at the moment. It's also realising that a lot of people are afraid to jump and they're afraid to make big changes. And a lot of people play it safe, and I did for a long time, but I wasn't happy. I was, the people I was working for were just yeah. the biggest arseholes ever, period. And yeah. I just thought, what the hell am I doing? And I've been there quite a long time. And there was that whole thing of, oh, I'm trying to forge out a career and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's the whole going through life with the stabilizers on, for want of a better analogy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I want to ride the bike myself now. Someone else is steering your life that much. You want to just, you want to be in charge and ride it and row in a direction you want. And it's, it's, all, it's so, yeah. so liberating. I mean, I've got myself a little daily timetable. I get up, crack the computer on, start doing stuff. And I, I try and do, try and have a business I've got my business plan in place, but also I try and have a plan of this is my office and I'm going to do these things every day yeah. to try and grow my business. A hundred percent believe what you put in is what you get out. Um, yeah. I mean, and obviously with you, my big passion is I'm not a nutritionist, but my big passion is the food side of it because I think a lot of people yeah. struggle with it. Um, and my other big passion is calisthenics and body weight workouts. I'm really passionate about. Um, yeah everyone's obsessed it's fine whatever you want to do i respect exercise just means moving your body but everyone's so hung up on that they have to go to the gym to make changes to their body and feel better you don't um you can do plenty of good stuff at home as long as you've got your nutrition in in check you will make progress guarantee you yeah i mean I, i you know i've been going on and off to the gym i mean there was when i first started it before kids i was you know massively into it and um, I took it relatively seriously. I went four or five times a week and then, you know, kids getting away. But I think, uh, you know, me saying that actually, kids getting away, a lot of people make excuses for not exercising or not sticking to a meal plan. Say, so I haven't got time for it. Even me recently, I said to you, you know, I, I fell off the wagon, mate, like um, I was doing really well. And then this got in the way. Um, it, it, they're just excuses. It's just um, you haven't made it a habit yet. Um, and it's now you're back at square one. Um, where was going with that's where that's where a lot of people fall down though. Is going back to what relating that back to start up business. What you were saying earlier, a lot of people will defeat themselves before they've started 
Even yeah. in, in when you were talking about that in the business side, people don't aren't willing to adapt and change. There's enough challenges mm. ahead that are going to knock you back without other things. So don't beat yourself before you've started. And yeah, I mean, end of the day, getting all these good habits instilled, getting your business going, it, it is all about being driven and having a clear goal, whether it's working out, setting up a business, gaining weight, losing weight, wanting to be able to achieve a your first push up, whatever it is, it's not, you've got to have that mindset of, I really want this. Unless you really want it, you might as well not bother really. Um, and I understand it's hard that life gets in the way and things fall down when you're trying to stick to your meal plans. But at the end of the day, if you really, really want it, you'll still do it, whatever. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I was, what was I, I was, yeah, when I was saying, I, you know, and I still go to the gym uh, now off and on, but actually, I've never, I've never done an exercise class. Um, so I, <laughs> why, whatever what I, I knew, ask, why have you got that leotard that hangs up in the back of your shop then? <laughs> That's for other purposes. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, <laughs> but until I did uh, one of your, um, your free classes that you did online, that was the first time I'd ever done a class. Oh. I've never done spin. I've never done nothing. I've literally just read stuff and gone to the gym, threw some weights around and then played, played a bit of football sometimes a bit of squash. Um, and I can honestly say I was more tired from uh, doing your exercises than I have been at any time I've been to the gym. That's, um, that's, a, that's a nice thing. I think that's probably... Yeah, a very good thing. And also like... Because uh, you pushed yourself a bit more, right? I think so. And then you also... I think when you're in a gym environment, like I try and zone out as much as I can because if I'm in the gym, it's my only piece for the day, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I listen to I listen to a podcast and I do try and zone and zone out. But I think you are distracted at the gym, um, and things get in the way. You might have to wait for some equipment or like um, you know, there's lots of noise going on or whatever. You can you can get distracted, but when you're doing a class. You don't have your phone. Well, you're watching your phone, but for that purpose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're not you're not looking at your phone's notifications or anything like that. You're just you're just cracking on. Yeah. Um, and exercise doesn't need to be that long. Like half an hour a day of like intense exercise is good enough, right? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, there's there's I've seen some amazing. You've only got to type it in on Google. Um, I've seen some people's ridiculous physiques and transformations and then you go in and it's like oh my god this guy did 20 minutes a day six days a week for six months look at the state of him now it's, it's that consistency factor and it's the same with your business yeah. as long as you're consistent keep showing up keep doing it it adds up over time to progress basically i mean it's all about action at the end of the day there's positive actions and negative actions and as long as you keep mm. taking positive steps and then that feeds your motivation. I mean, it's the same in your business. Yeah. And I sort of, I was thinking, oh God, what am I doing? Keep doing, I'm like, is it pointless? Keep doing these posts on social media and hitting Facebook and all this stuff. And I got thinking, oh, it's just, this ain't, this ain't happening. And then a couple of clients out of the blue, a couple of clients sign up. Oh, I heard Blah trains with you. I'd like to sign up too. And it starts sort of coming in and you're like, ah, oh, actually, you just have to literally keep going. That's the only difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is those people are willing to just keep going no matter what, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not giving up, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people um, 
struggle with self-doubt, especially when things aren't going particularly well. Yeah. And start judging themselves and think that they're doing something wrong. It's not. It's just you need you need persistence and you need to be patient. Like it's not just gonna happen overnight. Not like a lot of people give up and they don't realise how close they are to succeeding. Yeah, sure. They're in touching distance and then they stop and it's like, wow, look at yeah. look behind you, look at how far you've come. You're so mm. close. Don't stop now, keep going. And then they, that's the point where they give up and it's like you were there. You'd done it. You'd laid the foundations. You just needed to do that final push, that final turn, that, I don't know, that final yeah. couple of clients or whatever it is you're, you're doing, and you're there. Um, I wanted to talk to you about, like, um, like social media and, and kind of what we get fed that's kind of not the truth in, in the, you know, health and exercise world. Because... I think most people, and this might be completely untrue. This is just my own, um, you know, own take on what I see and maybe what how I felt in the past. But um, like we know, exercise releases—is uh, it endorphins? Is that the right thing to say? Yep, Re- releases yeah. endorphins, and it, yeah. Well, we'll get into the deeper level on, on another chat. But yeah, go on. <laughs> so, so it makes it makes us happy, right? So exercise is good because it makes you happy, but. So that, that should be, on its own, enough for people to want to do it. It makes you feel better, right? So it's a good thing to do, put into your daily routine, and it can boost um, your body on so many levels um, in terms of feeling happier, boost your mood. Um, but I think what we're fed via social media and what we see, people exercise to look better. And... That is their main goal, that they want to look like someone else or they want to look good to impress someone else. Yep. When really, that's not what it's about, right? No, 100% not. I mean, that's the whole thing with body image. And what's what's happened is for years it's been, not, not the norm, but it's unfortunately been that women have had this certain body type rammed down their throat repeatedly by the media, by magazines, by TV, by movies, you got to look this way. It's not really acceptable if you don't look this way, that way. I personally think now it's on guys. Um, a lot more guys go down the gym. Yeah. Now. A lot more guys are conscious of what they eat. They're looking out for themselves a bit more. It's because of all these, probably because of all these superhero movies, all the blokes think, fuck, I need to get a six pack. I've got to look like Chris Hemsworth now or blah. Yeah. You never look like those guys unless you take steroids, basically. They're all on roids. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. They're all on roids, those guys. You're never going to look like those guys. But ultimately, yes, the most important thing, your body is an amazing miracle of nature and it's made to move. It's not made to sit on its ass watching Netflix six hours a day. And if you use it, it will look after you, guaranteed. And all that means is eating right, eating cleaner food, you don't have to cut everything out and getting your body moving and you will feel better. The amount of people that have, you know, like lower back problems is probably because they've got a weak core. It's all things like that. But if you look after your strength, but you don't have to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger if you're just lifting weights or strengthening your body. You will feel better, I guarantee. Yeah. I've got a real thing about trying not to be the norm as well. Um, yeah. If I'm looking at everyone and everyone's just sitting on their ass doing nothing, then I want to get up and go and do something because I don't want to be like everybody else. Yeah. And the biggest thing is, obviously, a lot of people seem to put 
a lot of time and effort and focus on beating themselves before they started. They're very negative. They're like, oh, I've got time. Yeah. Oh, what, this hurts, that hurts, I can't do it. Do you make the change? Nothing's going to change. Yeah. But like you say, the media forces you to think, I've got to look like this guy. I've got to lift the, oh, oh my God, I can only bench press 80 kilograms. I must be shit. Mm. No, you're not. That's fucking amazing. Keep going. You just yeah. need to do what's good for you that makes you feel good and ultimately enjoy it. I think if people go and give up, it's because they haven't found the thing they enjoy yet. And there's so many things out there and so many options. Yeah. Do you think, from what, from what I see, like a lot of people get to a certain age and then start exercising? Like, I think a lot of people have that bit in the middle of their life where they kind of neglect it a little bit. But, like, a lot of my friends are, like, more active now than they were, like, a lot younger. Yeah. It's like you, I don't know, you live your life a little bit and then you think, all oh, right, this actually is a good thing to do. Why, why do you think that is? Because we think we're indestructible. When you're younger, you think yeah. you're indestructible. Oh, yeah, you think you can do anything. <laughs> I can drink 20 yeah. pints and then I'll get up and go to work the next day. I can do this. I can yeah. do that. I can eat whatever I want. doesn't affect me. And then suddenly you get to an age where we are and, and beyond like me, kind of your 30s, mid-30s, and you think, shit, actually, I've, I've got limited time here. And it's about our age. when you, I think you become a bit wiser and you start thinking, actually, I'm not indestructible and I do need to look after myself. At the end of the day, there's, um, I think it's a Jim, I remember his name, Jim, Ra- Jim Rowan, comment. you only have one place to live, that's your body. So look after it. End of the day, you've got to. It's your one. It's your one place you inhabit your entire life. So look after it, and it will look after you. Promise. One one of the things that I know that when I'm when I'm on it, like exercise, when I'm exercising, you know, three or four times a week, like well, my mindset is definitely stronger. Um, you have more energy for sure, especially if you're eating right as well but you're more active, you make more use of your time and yeah, you're stronger in your mind. Your body is, and your mind are like obviously connected, but yeah, you can, if you're exercising more, you're definitely more on it just generally in life. Uh, yeah. It's like throwing a, uh, it's like throwing a small pebble into a lake. Once you start working out, the ripples come and, and it does have a knock on effect to everything else. You'll, you find your mindset, you're more focused you're more productive, you feel better, and things seem to start lining up for you and, and becoming better. And it's just, it's just from, because it changes your whole attitude. I think everything's about your attitude and you attract what your attitude is. And when you start sure. looking after yourself and your mood's better, you're sleeping better, you feel happier, you've got better digestion, everything starts going better for you. And then th- you start getting better opportunities, but you're making those opportunities happen without realising because you're being more positive and proactive, I think. Yeah, I'm a strong believer in the universe and stuff, but it, it all it all stems from yeah your attitude and your mindset for things going right. It doesn't. It's not just going to happen one day, but for sure, like things start falling in your lap a little bit more because of your your attitude and your positive outlook. Hundred mm, percent. And um, you can. I've come across people in the past, and you probably you know you hear other people saying, "I want to be like them." Right, so they'll come in and they're this infectious person that everyone seems to bounce off and, you know, they're a joy to be around. 
And then you, you know, they seem to have it all sorted. And they're the type of people that live their, their life that way. They have this real positive attitude outlook and, you know, they can overcome most things. Have you seen The Last Dance? The Last Dance? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. And Bruce, yeah. Bruce Lee was the same as Michael Jordan. They, and that exactly what you're saying. All, these people have a gift, but it's something they've worked out of just being present in that moment and nothing else. Yeah, for that's sure. Why, that's that's why it's called the present. It's a gift. Just be in the moment. I think that's really important. Um, one of, one of the biggest things I think that can help you get into that way of thinking and to start in, you know, if maybe if you're not enjoying your life or your job or you know you're not getting out of bed and doing some exercise and um, bettering yourself, um, we fear is I talk to my staff about fear a lot because um, it's only... Okay. When you come out in your leotard, I bet they fear you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> um, and uh, it's one of those things that it's in your head. It's not, it's, not, um, it's not actually real fear. Like You can get fear like if a tiger's behind you, for sure you're going to shit yourself. <laughs> but, um, the fear of not... You know, the fear of failure of thinking, you know, that you're not going to be successful or whatever is it's all in your head. Like you just got to do it. No one came out of the womb being successful. Everyone that's successful has worked at it and they all have doubts and all the people you look at that are successful. Yes, they're successful, but they're still fucking making it up as they're going along. Everyone's just, Oh yeah. 100% winging it is, you know, you're halfway there. Everyone's just, it's just how confident you can look, make yourself look when you're fucking winging it as you're going along, basically. And yeah. you know, that's another thing where social media falls down because everyone looks at these perfect lives and it's like so not like that. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure a lot of these successful people are are really happy, but they've been through the mill. They've been through you know struggles and made loads oh, of yeah. mistakes and, and they've come out the other side and they but they still have the same self-doubt and issues. They've just conquered their fears and and that's the thing, keeping your fears in check. There's no point. I think that's kind of what I came to as well as no point letting that hold you back from your potential because just got to get on with it. I'm trying to think of the book that I read it from, but there's a little story in there. And I think it was Navy training. I think it was Navy training. So they'd get all these um, recruits and they, they'd gear them all up. So they, they put all their stuff on them and they take them to a really high point, like on a diving board or I don't know if it's off a cliff or whatever. And they, they put them there and they just push them off. Because they're going to be fine. They, but if you if you leave someone up the top of a diving board and say jump, they're just going to, unless they're overly confident and well, not overly confident, unless they're confident and you know they do have the correct mindset. Fear sets in, and they won't jump, or they'll spend ages doing it. But actually, people just come and pushing you off. Like you're going to be fine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you might swallow a load of water, but you ain't going to die. Like to so just crack on. I think that's a great example because that's the whole point. It's that taking the time to then stop and think is when you start, the doubts start creeping in. Like yeah. you said, if you just, just fucking jump, just go for it. Don't think about it. Just, and you'll make it on your, as you're falling down, you'll find, you'll realize you hit the bottom and you're all right. But on the way down, you can even think of things that you can do. Yeah. Really good. That's a really good analogy, Mr. O'Sullivan. Right now, write that one down. It's not mine. Like if I if I find the book 
if I remember the book, then I'll um, give you a mention. Oh, I'm not going to pick holes in this, but maybe next time you could come with a bit more research. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit here with, I'm not even going to talk my own stuff. I'm going to sit here with a pile of books and just read them. Just say, oh yeah, that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. So no, the, the, Na- the Navy fear analogy is great. So you just, if you're starting thinking of starting a business or thinking of starting exercise or thinking of starting doing anything, don't, don't think, just get on with it. That's the, the takeaway message. Be proactive and be fluid. Like what you were saying at the start about starting up your business. Be willing to roll with the punches and adapt to the changes and challenges. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as the first one comes up, as soon as you start and the first one the first one comes up, you're gonna get ten more. But if you if you give up on that first one, like you're never gonna make it. But the other thing is like it's not just business, it's just life in general. It's you know, it can be fitness, it can be anything, getting injury, do you know what I mean? Yep. Um but the best the best and the most successful and the happiest people, um, persevere and you know overcome any little hurdle that's in front of them just consistently keep going just keep going keep yeah. going and then when you're not sure where to go keep going that's exactly it. that <laughs> that's all it is it's really yeah. simple i think just a quick some just a quick thought before we go just um keep it simple keep going just keep it simple people want to jazz it up and go oh it's got to be because they've done that course or done this or done that no they've just kept it simple you stick to some simple fundamental principles and, and consistency has got to be in there, you'll get there. I'm sure. Right, it's been a pleasure, my man. Likewise, sir. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, I hope the listeners enjoyed it. If you, um, do you just want to quickly have a quick plug for Grizzlies before we go? Yeah, sure. Um, we're really, really busy before Christmas, but please come and see us in the new year. Um, all small businesses need your support, so not just us. Like, obviously, it's it's hard times for everyone at the moment. So please support your small businesses. The big guys are going to be all right in the long run, um, but the small businesses we need to keep on their feet. So um, go and support your small business, and yeah, please come and see us in the new year. Yeah. Do you have a website? We have a website, we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook. We, we don't have a TikTok yet. I need to get on that. And how, how can people find you? What do they type? You can just type in Grizzlies Horsham and we'll come up on Google. Um, that's probably the simplest way. And you can book online. It's all, all bookable online. Um, yeah, come see my fabulous team in the new year. But yeah. Right, speak okay. soon, mate. All right. Um, and I'll just uh, quickly like to say, uh, yeah, you can find sorry, me, at, yeah. me at Dor- <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm going now. <laughs> Bollocks to you. I've said my piece. See you later. Beep, beep. I'm going to hang up now. Now, obviously, uh, domladpt.com. And uh, don't procrastinate. Don't wait. Hit me up and let's get you fit in the new year. Boom. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of Sullying the Lad. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Have a great time over the holidays. And we'll catch you guys on episode two. Take care. Bye. Thank you.